And we're back with Region 3. Um, with me, I got Coach Bradley and Coach JD. So Bradley's going to get himself um, in the second game here to talk about. But um, let's start off with Carnegie. Uh, number number one seed went undefeated before losing their conference championship game to Camden, going up against Laredo, um, the Special Forces. Uh, Coach Y. Me, he's been here forever. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, Laredo is number five in three points attempted and number 10 in turnovers. Carnegie is number one in defensive three points allowed, number four in defensive true shooting, number eight in true shooting margin, number eight in offensive rebounds, number six in rebounding margin. And Evan Jones is the number five player in player score or game score. So what do you think of this matchup, Brad? Well, I know that uh, Carnegie has had a lot of luck on the recruiting trail uh, as well as skill. JFM is obviously a uh, yeah. very talented coach, but, you know, he's gotten some of his top targets in in ties as well. Um, and uh, Laredo, let me see. I'm taking a look at them. You know they're they're pretty good for a 16 seed it seems, but they're going to have a, a really tough time against Carnegie. Um, yeah, they're uh, looking at the true shooting splits. They they've given up slightly better true shooting than they've even managed themselves. So that's never really a good a good formula. But you know this is a decent team with it looks like Ryan Moss in the in the post is their most talented guy. Um, I do think that Carnegie, they're going to have to make sure that they bring their best offensive efficiency. Uh, you look at those, their starting guards, um, not great shooting splits on Hill and Milton there. But as long as they get the right guys taking the shots, um, their backup guards are killers, and they're starting small forward, as you said. Evan Jones is one of the best players in this tournament. Um so yeah, you you gotta like Carnegie. Uh, they've got multiple ways to beat you. It doesn't look like Laredo has uh, you know any recipe for a big surprise here. So give me the peanuts. Yeah. Um, let's look at the eight nine matchup. We got the Bakersfield Banana Skippers, Coach Hawkeye going up against the Ann Arbor Bing Bongs. Um, <laughs> so Ann Arbor's got you know Austin Rodriguez sliding into the point guard. Um, spot after Jacob Allen graduates graduated last year, Justin Hampton, Alexis Norton, uh, Tucker Johnson's not the guy that's scoring a ton right now, but you can tell he's just important for their team, leading them and you guys in assist. Um, but yeah, I go up against a guy like Israel Williams, 24.8 points a game, uh, Tanner Statmore, 16.6 points a game, tough, tough, uh, strength of schedule. Bakersfield is number seven in blocks. And they're the number, and then Israel Williams is the number two player overall in game score. So Austin's got his work cut out for him. Um, you guys are the number nine team in steals. So what do you think, Brad? I do not uh, like the look of this matchup. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, my team, we're, we're uh, we've been wonderfully inconsistent. We've obviously got some star players, and I thought we'd be. Uh, pretty good to really good this year, but we've not quite been that good. Mm. Um, 
our star players, uh, you know, Hampton and A-Rod are scoring great. But I just – I cannot figure out a way to get this team playing defense like I think we should be able to. Yeah. And when I look at Bakersfield, I mean, this is a this is an impressive team. Um, obviously, they missed a class recruiting-wise that senior, that senior class um, because Hawkeyes got multiple championships. Uh, but he is – it looks like building this program right back up to where he once was because this is, this is an efficient team. Yeah. They're, they're rebounding, they're assisting and they're scoring all look great. Um, so we, we've got some players in some spots Ann Arbor does that could give Bakersfield trouble, but I, I'm going to take the banana skippers in this one. Uh, I think Israel Williams looks awesome. Yeah. He's very well-rounded point guard, everything you would want. And that's what uh, Hawkeye has shown. He's had a great eye for is getting a, a killer point guard. So uh, I'm going to I'm gonna guess Israel outplays A-Rod. And then uh, the other matchup to watch is uh, Philippe Donato, freshman small forward against my guy Justin Hampton. Yeah. Uh, and if, if that one goes even, that would be a win for Bakersfield. Um, both the both our two small forwards have had some foul trouble at times, so it might depend on who can stay on the floor. Yeah, yeah, and you guys, you've been solid all year, um, but you lose you lose your last two, so it's not like you're kind of coming in limping into the. Uh, I mean, you it, in a kind of crazy turn of events, you ended up Lansing dropped a few games at the end of the year to give you guys conference 15, but then uh, actually both you guys lost your last two games um, going into the NTT. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, who's going to, and then there were even rumors that you threw the game so Bobby could make it. So <laughs> <laughs> only, only from Bobby are those rumors. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. I just had to get a little jab. <laughs> um, but yeah, just really interesting, you know. Um, I mean, yeah, you guys all played great teams. You lost to South Bend and Jefferson City, and he lost to Fremont, who um, Fremont did. Yeah, Fremont made it to the championship in the PNTT, and then Reno. So um, there's some. Uh, it's not like they're playing nobodies, but that's not how you want to be playing heading into Monday. Yeah, we've both actually lost. What is that? Four out of our last seven, the exact same spots we've lost games in. So yeah. that's interesting. I hadn't noticed that before, but I'm still taking Bakersfield in this one. Okay. Well, let's look at the next matchup. we got the uh, Tallahassee Chargers going up against the Laramie uh, Deshuns. Tallahassee's that team where it's like, man, they should look so much better than they – I mean, they're undefeated, so it's not like – but statistically, they don't look amazing um, by any means. Uh, so yes, they are undefeated, but it's like, man, you think you'd think, uh, but they're really efficient. I mean, Durant, it's like, oh, I'm not going to shoot. I'm only going to shoot seven point eight shots, but I'm going to make. I'm going to shoot sixty nine point wow three percent true shooting. Uh, Augustus Webb, uh, fifty five sixty. I mean, they, these guys are shooting sixty point five percent true shooting as a team. Um, when you look at one of the unique things about their roster is all 10 guys there playing about 20 minutes per game. Hmm. Perfectly split. It's very unusual. Yeah, very, very unusual. I think he just thinks that they got a lot of talent, so we're going to play them all, you know, and uh, 
They all play elite elite defense too. Yeah, uh, and part of it's the part of it's the schedule, but you can tell this team is really talented, and um, I'm sure I'm confident that Laramie is not excited that this was their matchup as a four seed. So real quick, Tallahassee is number uh, three in defensive free throws attempted, number one in true shooting. Seven defensive true shooting, number one in true shooting margin, number seven in rebound margin, number one in steals, number three in defensive points, number three in defensive free throws allowed. So, yeah, I already said that. Um, <laughs> Laramie uh, is number eight in turnovers. That's the only top ten statistical category. What do you think about this matchup? <laughs> well, man, I'm, I'm pretty fascinated with the Tallahassee Chargers team. I've never really seen – someone get such an even playing time split like that. Um, and then, yeah, that we're looking at a team that's undefeated against one of the league worst schedules. So that totally, um, you know, can confuse you when you're trying to scout them, but a 60% team true shooting is very impressive. Uh, and I know a little bit about Hassan Anderson, their starting power forward as he was one of my maxes. Uh, and maybe a 1-1 tie between us last year, a very, a very small tie. Um, and so I know that – I know he's he's very talented. He was a guy I would have loved to have as my power forward. Um, so I am I think that, that Tallahassee is a team to watch in this game and beyond. Uh, Laramie, the Dotsons, this is another team that, that won an NTT very early in League 31's history. Um, they do not nearly have the true shooting split that uh, Tallahassee has. And their strength of schedule, you know, not not great either. It's much better than 250. It's in the 150 range. Yeah. They, they get balanced scoring from all five starters, but the, the bench doesn't look like anything to write home about. So um, I, I'm, a, I'm a bit enamored right now with the Chargers. Give me Tallahassee yeah. in this one. Yeah, for sure. They look they look really good. I mean, the schedule's horrible, but they look really good. If you're listening, uh, JLAF1025, we'd love to have you in a future PNTT. That would be awesome. I'd love to see your guys play against some of the best. Um, so let's move on to the next game. We have New Orleans Ninjas versus Scottsdale Sentinels. Uh, New Orleans number 19, one conference 12 going up against Scottsdale, who won conference 29, but lost in the first round and the second round of that um, tournament. So that's a little tough for them. So you look at Scottsdale. Scottsdale is the number 10 team in free throws attempted, the number five team in offensive rebounds, and the number six team in assist. And then New Orleans is number eight in defensive true shooting percentage. So looks like looks like a decent matchup. Um, yeah, what do you think about this one? Yeah, this looks like a very even matchup. I'm trying to look for things that would give an advantage in my mind. Scottsdale's going to want to go inside to score. Uh, they don't shoot a lot of threes, and that's where um, – J.W. Rubiso has his best player, Devin Cato, big seven-foot center. Um, he's only blocking two shots a game. They get a lot of help from Sebastian Garner at the power forward spot, who's actually got 2.2 blocks a game. But 
Um, it looks like they have pretty good interior defense in New Orleans. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Scottsdale's team passing, that's pretty impressive. 23 team assists. Um, so this is tough. I've, I've, I know where I'm leaning, but it's kind of tough to say if there's a strong advantage one way or the other. Um Yeah. Yep. No, nothing more is really standing out to me, but I, I think the ninjas just look a touch better. And I I know JW Rubiso from around the, the multiple leagues, uh, and he's yeah. obviously got an incredible track record. So yeah. that's where my lean is in picking a winner here. Um, yeah. But this one really feels like a a tight toss up of a game. Yeah. No thought to it. Hasn't. I mean, he's he's kind of faltered down the down the stretch, losing to Tempe and Riverside, Las Vegas. Not, not like, not, yeah, not like world beaters. So, um, not they're not coming in as hot as you'd hope. So, mm-hmm. um, let's look at the next matchup. So, um, we got the two seed Santa Ana Thrill going up against the Hershey Colts. So. Santa Ana, uh, coached by Coach uh, Tank Dogka, too. Um, you, you got Mateo Moore, their junior shooting guard. That's really efficient. I love – I mean, Andrew Robertson, um, he looks he looks like a stud. 59% true shooting, 2.7 um, assists, only 0.6 turnovers. So, And then Atero Mathis is a really solid player, too. Um, can score, pass, defend. I mean, 1.9 steals for a center is crazy. Uh, Santa Ana is number eight in defensive free throws allowed, number eight in offensive rebounds, number two in rebound margin. And then um, uh, yeah, that's it. So, um, and then looking real quick at Hershey, um, Hershey's back in the NTT. They've made two final fours in their past and they're really um, relying on that senior class, but uh, it, their other classes do not look great. <laughs> they got that 813 with Whitmer and Hammond. Uh, Whitmer is a former PNTT player of the tournament, um, and they they rely on him a lot, <laughs> 23 points a game. I mean, if they want a chance, he's going to have to go off, but it seems like it's going to be really hard against a team like this. What do you think, J.D.? Yeah, I mean, you said exactly. I mean, Santana, they have a, a deeper team with with more talent. I mean, uh, uh, Hershey kind of reminds me a little bit of my own team and that, you know, you got the seniors that are going to do as much as they can. But ultimately, you know, you're going to run into more talented teams. You know, Roberson is one of multiple ties I've lost here in recent seasons. And mm-hmm. you know, it's, it sucks to look at these guys having success when uh could really use them in my own lineup, but yeah, Santana is just a really solid team. You know, two great classes there, and you know, and they're on the upswing too with uh, a, a you know not so great senior class. So you know, if they can put one more class together, they're going to be a you know serious threat next year. I and mean, they're already a top ten team this year, but I mean, they're mm-hmm. they're good and um, you know could be even really good next year. Yeah. Next up, we got the Cooperstown Gloves, the seventeen, the seven seed going up against the. Um, Independence Communist, coached by Coach CDC. Uh, they have Smith Rafter, Jr. Uh, he's a high recruit. Andrew Campbell's really tearing it up. 64.1% per- 
1% true shooting um, from the center spot. 22.8 points a game, 9.7 rebounds. Uh, and then Paul Lumpkin's not – he's no slouch either. So they got some – they got some uh, – they got some guys. They got some dudes that can just play. It's going to be really fun to watch that English, uh, that English Campbell um, matchup. Should be fun. Wow! Yeah. Uh, Cooperstown is number uh, ten in steals, number three in blocks, and then Independence is number two in defensive three points allowed. So, um, yeah, what do you think about this matchup? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you just mentioned it. I mean, I think the the big man battle with Campbell and English is going to be really interesting. Both guys score quite a bit. It looks like English plays better defense, but they also played a, a much worse schedule. So you kind of wonder if um, if the blocks are a little bit inflated, you know, due to competition, or if um, or if he's just a really strong center because if he can play some solid defense, that takes out one of the options. But on the other side, you've got you know Paul Lumpkin. 20 points and four assists, you know, at point guard. So um, he's also going up against Ronald Lynn, who looks like he plays pretty solid defense uh, on the other side. So it's definitely an interesting game where you got some some more firepower on the independent side, but you've got, looks like, some tough defensive matchups on the other team. So um, which is going to win out, the offensive firepower, or the guys that look to be stronger on the defensive end? Yeah, definitely. Well, let's look at the next matchup. We got the... Uh, three fourteen. We got your Clearwater Sit Rockers going up against the Flag Flagstaff Whippersnappers. Uh, Flagstaff, you know they're led by Dominic McCall, their sophomore sm- small forward. You guys have Jeremiah Mitchum. He's kind of your do it everything. Um, but also Jamarcus Bailey, the other senior, and those two really carry your team um, more than most teams. You know, um, they just, I mean, you know your team anyway. <laughs> you guys are. Uh, number nine in uh, tr- uh, true shooting percentage, number one in free throws attempted um, in assist, and then Jeremiah Mitchum is number seven in game score. Flagstaff is not top ten in any statistical category. I mean, they're deep. They're going to be tough to – I mean, just because they are deep, they have bench players that are – I mean, they're not as good as their starters, but they, they can play. Um so that'll be interesting, especially with you guys drawing a lot of fouls. Um, I feel like that's your game plan. What do you What do you think? And that's kind of what we're where we're at. I mean, as you mentioned, we're kind of a, a two man team. I mean, Jeremiah Mitchum is a is a stud who you know does everything for us, and you know our our chances of springing an upset you know completely rely on him you know having a big game and also Bailey in the post. But I mean, it's clear from looking at the rest of my team if you slow those guys down we don't have a lot else that can that can hurt you. So um, I actually didn't realize that we were number one in the country and get to the free throw line. So if we weren't getting to the free throw line a lot, we wouldn't even probably wouldn't be in the in the NTT. I mean, Mitchum does a great job um, at doing that. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're just – as it's clear, I mean, just look at my team. You got two guys you got to stop, and they're really good players. And if you can stop them, you're going to beat us. If, if you can't um, – you know, then it's just, you know, is your offensive firepower enough to get by what we have? So um, hopefully, and, you know, I'll, obviously I'll hope for an upset, but um, I'm definitely not expecting it. Yeah. Flagstaff's one of those teams where it's like, you know, they're ranked high, um, but it's like, I mean, yeah, you always, I mean, they they struggle a little bit in the PNTT. They went, um, and you guys played each other in the PNTT. 
So, and that game was a three point game. Um, uh, I mean, very, it was a long time ago and Mitchum did get in foul trouble. Only played 17, um, 17 minutes and, uh, Bailey did not play well at all three for 13, but they were playing different positions. So, um, yeah, it should be interesting. Yeah. We, we shifted our lineup around a little bit from earlier in the season. So maybe, uh, a different lineup gives us a chance, but you know we're not a great outside shooting team, and they've got two guys who are strong defending in the post. So that's obviously what gave us some problems last time, and we've got to figure out a way to to score down low. And you know maybe we gotta get those guys in foul trouble. Yeah. All right. Well, um, let's look at the next game, the last game in this group. We got the Omaha Audibles, Omaha, Omaha, uh, going up against. Uh, the Cedar Crapids Cheese Eaters. So, um, Cedar Crapids, uh, Brad knows uh, Damian Milo. I think he was on him. Yeah. Um, just a big man that can kind of do it all. Uh, but really, they're led by their seniors, Zachary Stowers and Alexis Whiteman. Um, those guys are big time. I mean, Stowers in particular, um, he's just a monster. Uh, he's number eight in game score. Uh, then Omaha, um, they got R- Ronaldo Birmingham, the senior shooting guard, six nine. <laughs> they they like to put him there, and he shoots really efficient. You know, sixty one point eight percent true shooting. Uh, Stephen Padilla, he's also sixty one percent true shooting. These guys shoot. They have some guys that can just shoot out the. I mean, just crazy. And then, on Alexander Cole's getting nine point two assist. If uh, Cheese is listening, that is. That is a cheese type player. He loves guys with high assists. <laughs> Me and Jimmy always joke about him uh, in that. So, um, but they don't play a tough schedule, so it's tough to really judge them. And but they won their conference, and um, yeah, did lose a couple games, but yeah, it should be an interesting matchup. Omaha is number nine in true shooting, number eight in rebound margin, number seven in steals, and number ten in points. Where um, Cedar, yeah, Cedar Rapids isn't top ten in any statistical category. Yeah, I mean Cedar Rapids, they're just so they're they're so top heavy. I mean they've got some really good players, as you mentioned, you know, Stowers, yeah. White Men, and you got the freshman coming in, Milo's. You know, he doesn't have a ton of stats, but he's you know, clearly the best player of that freshman class since he's starting. Um, so you know they've got a lot of top end talent, but they're not very very deep so you know they need their stars to perform it's one of those situations again where you know foul trouble could swing this one i guess technically they're the underdog at um you know coming into this game but you know with the star power you know i tend to lean that way when it comes to um you know comparing teams so um omaha's got you know they didn't play a great schedule but they have a balanced uh team scoring wise and we'll see if uh you know, if one of their guys go down, they should have other people who can pick up the slack. So I think it's it's definitely a really interesting matchup. Yeah, definitely. Um, cool. Uh, players to watch in this group. Um, yeah. Man, just jumping on that last game, I I really like the cheese eaters as I look at them. Uh, like JD said, they're they're top heavy, but players to watch. Zachary Stowers might be best player in this group uh and i wouldn't be surprised if if he leads him to a couple wins here um so so stowers is my my first one um and then going back up to my game uh 
guy I'm going against, Israel Williams. Yeah. Uh, I'm not excited about facing him. And, man, uh, I've got two guards that can play excellent defense. But if he can make it past us, he's a guy who can, you know, put up some big numbers in multiple games here. So his numbers are really impressive. Yeah, well, you can't say you can't you know talk about the group with the out the actual best player in the group, which is Jeremiah Mitchum you know, for, for my <laughs> team. So um, his numbers, you know, are even better when you think that we we run a slow pace. So um, you know, he puts up twenty eight points a game, twenty four game score. You know, with us playing a slow pace most of the season. So um, yeah. you know, if we ran it up, ran the tempo a little bit more. He'd be you know, put up even be, you know better stats. So um, yeah, so he's obviously the the straw that stirs our drink and one of the best players out there. And yeah, any success we have is definitely going to be dependent on what he does. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's a lot, you know, we could obviously got Evan Jones. Yeah. You got to um, talk about Evan Jones. One more yeah, that, senior class for the number one team. And then guys like David English, you got um, Andrew Campbell, who's just tearing it up. Paul Umkin. And then, I mean, you could mention Tallahassee's whole starting lineup. I I mean, I just, David Durant, almost 60% from the field, 62.2% from three. Like, that's just, that's just nuts, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he, obviously, it's really low, um, low numbers. Like, he's not shooting a ton, but this guy is the real deal for sure. And then, I loved McKinnon and Hassan Anderson. He's got a really talented team there um, in Tallahassee. So uh, I, I remember Rudy Mays was a big tie that now he's on the bench. You know, he's he's mm-hmm. playing off the bench, not doing – I mean, he's scoring a lot. He's he's doing a lot because he still plays 17 minutes a game. But, uh, yeah. So let's uh, make our picks for this uh, bracket. Um, I'm really excited. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm going to take – Carnegie Ann Ann Arbor and then Tallahassee Scottsdale I'm taking Tallahassee over Scottsdale and Carnegie over Ann Arbor so that would set up a really fun matchup between Tallahassee and Carnegie I'm gonna take the Chargers I don't know I I'm I'm not sure this like 20 minutes a game for everyone can work but they're not gonna have to worry about foul trouble that's for sure Mm -hmm. and then on the bottom half I like Independence taking down Santa Ana, and then uh, and then Flagstaff taking down Omaha, uh, and then I'm gonna take Independence to the Sweet Sixteen, but losing to Tallahassee. Yeah, I'll go next. Uh, go sorry, JD, but. Uh, uh, I'm going to take Bakersfield, like I said, over my own squad. I'm going to take them over Carnegie in a big upset. Um, And then I'm going to jump on the Chargers train here. Uh, Chargers winning two games. And then I'm going to take Tallahassee over Bakersfield into the Elite Eight. Let's see how this 20 minutes a game thing goes. And then down in the bottom half, uh, I like Santa Ana. I like the gloves over the – conference 18 communists and uh i'm gonna take uh the very bottom here cedar rapids cheese eaters i'm gonna take them winning two games and then uh let's see who probably santa Ana making it out of, of that group uh 
we said they might be a year away, but I think they've got enough talent to make a, a strong push this year. But give me the give me Tallahassee Chargers in the final four from this group. I'm enamored. Nice. Uh, I'm definitely with you guys on Carnegie and Tallahassee. I mean, I think it'll be disappointing if they're not the the two teams battling it out for the elite eight spot. Uh, I'll slide with the favorite, so I'll, I'll go on the Carnegie side to come out on top. And I do agree. Santa Ana has the most talent on on the bottom half of the group. You know, I think they'll. I think Independence wins. They're 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 the first matchup, and then Santa Ana moves on. Um, I will say, I mean, I don't think we'll beat Flagstaff, although, you know, I, I definitely see it happening. And if it does happen, I think we can beat anyone on the bottom half of that bracket that's not Santa Ana. So I could see a little Sweet 16 run for us before we knock it out. But um, ultimately, I'm not going to pick it. So I'll pick Flagstaff and Cedar Rapids um, with uh, Cedar Rapids and Santa Ana. So then Santa Ana and Carnegie. And it's ultimately, it's not going to be the one versus two, you know, no matter what I said, but uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and say Carnegie moves on. All right. So um, one thing I will mention, so Tallahassee's made the NTT 10 times. Um, coach JLAF 1025 has been their coach the whole time. And they haven't won, they haven't made it to the Sweet 16 yet. So um, this is the year. Some, yeah, this might be the year, but they have not done it yet up to this point. So. Should be interesting. So, seven in a row, too. That's probably got to be one of the longer streaks uh, in the country, yeah. too. NTTs. Oh, definitely. Definitely. He's been the coach since season two. So, um, all right. Next up, we'll do uh, the fourth region. <laughs> 